I know a true story. There used to be this camp about 60 miles from here, Camp Arawak. All these kids started getting killed. A bunch of little kids were hatcheted to death, and a girl got stabbed while taking a shower. One of the cooks got boiled in some water. The owner of the camp, he got it in his neck with an arrow. Jesus. About 30 people were killed, and the camp had to be closed down. The end. Now playing listeners, this is Arnie, and you want to go camping? Thanks to coronavirus and social distancing, I don't think too many camps are open, but Stuart Brock and I are going to sleepaway camp. That's right, because A Quiet Place has moved its release date, and we really don't know when that's going to come out, we asked our patrons and our supporters, what do you want us to do instead of A Quiet Place? And they picked Sleepaway Camp. So instead of two episodes of A Quiet Place and one episode of Bird Box, instead of three bonus reviews, now you're going to get five if you're a platinum-level donor. Because there are five Sleepaway Camp movies, one through four, and Return to Sleepaway Camp. Today we return to the campsite with a review of Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers. But were we unhappy campers watching it? Here's a clip from that review. And then I'll be back on the other side to talk to you about how you can hear the entire Sleepaway series. I gotta give Springsteen this. I don't like her nearly as much as I liked last movie's Angela, but I think she has a good screen presence, a smirk that goes a long way towards bringing me along with her humor, and... Just her performance, this whole movie, if this is the movie you want to make, and I think my review is going to be a referendum on if this movie should have ever been made, but if this is the movie you want to make, she is well cast as this jokey Angela. Yeah, she's kind of being an Aunt Martha. Like, she'll even, she has a quote from Aunt Martha about keep your morals strong and you'll never go wrong, but she's... I loved Aunt Martha last week, and I don't want to say it's exactly the same thing, but she's playing it like the chipper killer that has no idea that anyone would think what she's doing is anything other than good moralistic behavior. And so, yeah, it becomes very quickly about singling out these bad kids here, starting with twins, Brooke and Jody, which I guess is Brooke Shields and Jody Foster. Must be, because they were the Kate actors who grew up, and you know what? They're smoking pot. Right there at the table. Oh, they're referencing their smoking pot at the table and they don't even try to hide that they're doing that. So yeah, clearly, again with the tropes, right? Right away, uh, she finds a way to kill them and she burns them alive, which, how does that work? Because you you smoke pot and it burns the pot? Is that why she they burned them alive? Yeah, but she could kill in all kinds of ways. She has a knife. But if they smoke, they need to be smoked. And so setting their them ass first on the grill dousing them in lighter fluid and leaving them charred blackened skeletons is a physical gag that the movie asks to be found funny. And I find, mm, I miss the special effects artist. I guess what I would say is if they had a better prop, I think it would be a better joke. I kind of like though that one twin was already dead when the other one woke up. 
right? So she wakes up and sees her twin, well, much like Aunt Baru, right? She's standing right there, and she's all toasted up. And then she gets doused with the gasoline, and it's kind of nasty. And Angela's all, you know, I'm just going to do this because, you know, you deserve it. And, like, and has no, like, threatening to her at all. She's just smiling the whole time. It seemed like a, a better way than do it than just showing her burning them both alive at the same time. I thought that was, I'm going to give them a little bit of, the effect wasn't great because the dummy was bad, but I kind of liked the way they killed the twins as opposed to just killing them both, dousing with fire and burning them alive together. But it gets kind of samey. I feel like I didn't really know enough. I mean, they were annoying. I got within seconds that I shouldn't like these characters, but they really were, I mean, no sooner had I learned their names than they were dead. And I feel like this movie can't wait to run through a body count when maybe what was more fun, again, about that last movie, was how eccentric people were when they were alive. What All the weird behavior and things they were into made them more appealing than just them as objects to be killed. There are some antagonisms between some of the girls here, especially between Allie and Molly, but it all of these girls do feel so generic that it does feel like a cast of one of the Friday the 13ths again. It takes away some of the uniqueness that I found in the last one. These are just all a bunch of hot girls and guys who are just being lined up to take off their shirts and be slaughtered. And mostly girls. It does feel like it's almost a female camp. You forget, like, every now and then there's a guy that pops up. And yeah, the little, I mean, Emilio and Charlie are the peeping Toms that are running around taking pictures of them in half-dressed state. But by and large, it does feel like the focus is on, like, yeah, a sorority. It feels like a sorority house party. The script could have been written for the Slumber Party Massacre series. Sure. So next up is Mare, which is, you know what, the one Brackpacker, I bet you if you listed all of them that there were, Mare Winningham was probably the one everyone forgets. Yeah, she was in St. Elmo's Fire. I don't know what else, but she was in there. Yeah. I, I, anyway, in this movie, she's flashing the boys, and that's going to get her drilled? I'm not sure I get that as a visual joke. I didn't get the joke either, but I really thought it was funny. What are you looking for, a gun? No, a drill. And then, but I didn't get why the drill either, but I thought that was a really funny line because it's out of left field. Maybe because she was going to, with her sexuality, she was going to get drilled by a guy. I don't know. I do like a little bit later in the movie, though, there's a counselor. All of these items are missing. 50 feet of rope, a cordless drill, my car battery. Listing all the ways they're going to die. Yeah, it's real hit or miss with the humor. Yeah, I agree with you. Sometimes it's clever and it's funny. Sometimes it's kind of like, well, you know, they cut from a death to like someone pouring pancake syrup and it looks like blood or spilling paint. And you're like, well, I don't know. Maybe that was funnier in 1988. I've seen that a lot. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, and then sometimes the jokes are just awful. Like there's just a guy, where do you store an extra belly button? The Naval Reserve. Like, why do we have this scene? But, yeah, there's just... There's dead air here. There's lots of time for people to, in theory, charm us. But, uh, yeah, they're kind of just making these weird jokes. Some work. That guy was trying to hit on that girl that compressed her earlier in the movie. He's holding a football but tells her how great a soccer player he is. 
which really made me laugh. Like, why are you holding a football then? That doesn't make any sense. It was kind of fun, that character. He was just trying to impress the girls. That's It was a running gag that his jokes are so bad. He's boring to talk to or listen to. That's what I got from that guy. I thought it was kind of funny when Angela, you know, like you end up playing these dumb games where like people go around and blindfolded feeling things in boxes. And <laughs> Angela's like, yeah, it's dead yeah. teenagers brains in my box. And you know that it is. But they like, yeah, ha ha ha. Again, it's a mixture. Sometimes I'm laughing. I'm having a better time than a lot of times with crummy straight to tape sequels. But I don't want to sell the idea that this movie is, is rich on laughs. There's also a lot of like corny, not really good humor as well. Are, are you guys having fun? Our spring summer 2020 donation drive is coming to an end. So if you'd like to hear the Sleepaway series reviews, as well as our gold level reviews of all the Tom Cruise movies of the 80s, where he was the star plus Top Gun, and our silver level reviews of the Candyman series and Jordan Peele's Us, head to nowplayingpodcast.com forward slash donate. With a one-time pledge of $35 or more, you get access to 20 bonus reviews. Most of them are out now, but if you pledge before this donation drive is up, you're also going to get reviews of the new Candyman movie and the new Top Gun film Maverick when those are released. We expected them to be released during the donation drive. Corona made that impossible. But if you donate now, you'll get those reviews whenever the movies are made available. Our donation drive ends August 18th, a little bit earlier than we'd initially announced because of the change of dates of films. So if you donate by then, 20 bonus reviews. And know that every penny you donate goes to keeping Now Playing Podcast operating and improving the show every way we can. It's because of supporters we're able to do Totally Free Tuesday. And this Tuesday, we'll be back with a totally free review of The Sum of All Fears. We hope you'll join us for that. Thank you for listening to Now Playing from all of the hosts and behind-the-scenes staff here. Thank you for your support, and we'll be back soon. Thanks a lot. That was fun. <laughs> Listen, you don't have AIDS or anything, do you? No. Great. See ya. Your support helps keep now playing on the air. Well, I hope you come back next year. The opinions expressed on now playing are those of the individual hosts and may not reflect the opinion of Venganza Media Incorporated. And I think I better take you over to your family before your mouth gets you in any more trouble. Venganza Media Incorporated is not affiliated with, and this podcast has not been prepared, approved, or licensed by any entity that created the film analyzed herein. Keep your morals strong and you'll never go wrong. All movie clips and music included in this podcast are the intellectual property of the respective copyright holders. They are included here for the purpose of review, and no infringement is intended. Don't tell anyone, okay? If the wrong person found out, I could lose an election someday. Now Playing Podcast is an exclusive trademark of and may not be used without the expressed written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. You never can be too careful. Now Playing is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2020. 
and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. All rights reserved. Hey, Funk 19, time to go. Say goodnight and move out. <laughs>